Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Welcome to another episode of Photo Taco. Thank you so much for the download. If you like the podcast, subscribe and share it with your friends so we can keep it rolling. My name is Jeff Harmon. I am the hobbyist editor at improvephotography.com. And in this episode, I'm going to answer a listener question that I think a lot of beginners deal with very early on. Hopefully everyone finds it interesting, but if not, just skip to the next one. It's all right. I understand. All right. Here's the question. Why would I want to do all these settings manually when I can use the full auto option? Does that mean the full auto does not do a good job or it's not as good as manually selecting the options of aperture, shutter, and speed and ISO? Or is it just for the challenge of doing it manually? I think it's a great question. And like I said, I think all beginners kind of deal with this early on. In fact, I know when I first got started, I read a lot of articles online that said not in as many words, but something along the lines of if you're not shooting in in full manual mode, you're not really a photographer. If you don't stick it on the M or the C or whatever the manual mode designation is on that mode dial, then you're not a, a you know, a professional. That's certainly how I heard it was a professional photographer, but even a real photographer, you don't really, you're not a real photographer. That's baloney. (laughs) That's not right to me. A real photographer is someone who actually knows how to use everything in their camera in order to create the shot that they want. Now you'll notice I didn't say take the picture, but create the shot. A photographer has really reached a high skill level when they can use the the camera, the light modifiers, the models, whatever it might be to get the shot, create the shot that they want rather than just trying to capture something that's in front of them. And not to say that that capturing something in front of them is not great, because that's a lot of what I do with landscape photography. But being able to understand everything about your camera is really, really important to being a good photographer. The situations that you'll have while you're shooting vary a lot. And you need to understand how to deal with them. And it needs to be almost second nature. It needs to be something where you know exactly where you're going to go to get what you need done. And I argue that is not always manual mode shooting. Part of the camera that's there, part of the the big features that the manufacturers have worked so hard on and have really built something amazing with is the automatic features. And you'd be crazy not to use them. They're there to help you. Now, I do think the full auto is, it's good for some situations. It really, really is. If you are headed out to um, an event with your family or an event with your friends and photography is not the focus, especially if you're, you're like expected to participate and photography is not the focus. Hey, flipping that into full auto to take some shots and maybe get some better results than your cell phone camera or smartphone camera will provide. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all wrong with that. You'll get some good shots. You might miss some. There might be some that are like, oh, that one's not so great because the auto modes didn't guess very well. But for the most part, you're going to get some great shots. They're going to be fun to have, fun to share, have memories of the event. No harm at all in putting it in full auto mode if, if that's the way it is, especially if you're not quite fully comfortable yet with the exposure triangle. If you don't understand the relationship between shutter speed, aperture, and ISO, and how those play together to get the to, to make the exposure, and you're learning, then yeah, don't be afraid to throw it into auto mode and, and go take pictures. 
Taking pictures is the point. That's, that's why you have the camera. So go do it. But you need to understand, and, and this is how I'm gonna answer the, this listener's question. Auto mode will fail. It absolutely will. It is not going to handle all situations well. The problem is it doesn't always know, and it's not even, even always easy to tell the camera what it is you want to have happen when you take the picture. So you have to be able to provide some assistance to the camera. And in some cases, you're just gonna have to do all of it. You're gonna have to flip over into manual mode if you wanna get the shot. And I don't want it to be, I don't want this podcast to be a lesson on how to shoot the moon, but I think it's a really good example of of explaining why this is the case. Because you've all done it. (laughs) You've all sat in a park or someplace where you've watched the moon either come up over the horizon or come up over the mountains, whatever it might be, and thought, whoa, that is awesome awesome. I love the way that looks. Been like awestruck by the moon coming up. A full moon up over the mountains is a beautiful scene. And so, you know, and then you whip out your smartphone and you take the picture. And what happens is this big, massive ball of light that <laughs> came up over the mountains. It doesn't look like the moon at all. It looks like some, I don't know, massive flashlight up there or the sun even. And that's that's because it, your your smartphone has no chance at auto at, at guessing on what it what you're trying to do to take a picture of that. And there's such a difference between the bright light of the moon, which you know, it sounds weird to say that it's so bright, but it is in in photography that's really bright especially compared to the darkness around it. So, it can't guess right. And your camera, even your DSLR, the most expensive of DSLRs or fancy camera, whatever you like, they have no chance at automatically guessing in that situation what you want. So you have to to give it some help. You have to tell the camera what it is that you're trying to do, give it more information, or take over part of the settings yourself. And, and that would be something like a, a semi-auto mode that the cameras all support. So there's, there's things that you can do to tell the camera. There's spot metering. You can tell, I only want you to meter this exposure off of one little spot in the scene instead of the whole broad scene. And that will help a ton. Just doing that gives the camera a lot better shot at getting those other settings correct when you tell it just worry about exposing the moon don't worry about the rest of the scene i just want the detail of the moon to show and that'll that'll really really help but it's still tough to make it work correctly you can also do semi-auto so there's aperture priority where you're going to tell the camera what aperture to use and it will decide what shutter speed to use or you can do the, the the reverse you can decide the shutter speed and it will decide what the aperture should be again it's probably going to guess a little wrong so you'd probably have to pair that in the case of shooting the moon you'd have to pair that with some exposure compensation so that it will you know you can tell the camera to do it right because the camera's going to guess usually too bright on the moon and you need to tell the camera i know you think it's going to be this way but i want you to make it darker than you think it should be and that's through exposure compensation or you can just use the semi-auto mode to see what the camera thinks the setting should be and then flip over to manual dial in those same settings and especially if you're just learning then take one shot and then change the shutter and take another shot and change the aperture and take another shot and then when you get back on the computer you can compare those things and be like oh I think I understand now what happened when I changed those values. I get it about what what it's impacting and how it's changing things. It's a really great way to learn how to use your camera, how to use the different values, how to use manual mode. And 
eventually, as you get more and more practice with it, you won't be afraid at all to flip into manual mode and then use just the light metering in your camera and understand, okay, I'm shooting the moon. It means it's going to guess that it's way too bright. I'm going to then understand it's going to think it's way, that it should do it way too bright. And I'm going to myself, just in manual mode, make sure I put that light meter down a bit so that it's not such a bright exposure and I'll be able to get a better picture. Then you can do live view too. So even before you take it back to the computer and look at the shots, you can look at live view and be like, wow, that's still way exposed. That's interesting. It's, it's a really good exercise. But I hope it, it illustrates the point that sometimes manual mode is what you're going to need. Sometimes you actually just can't get the shot in auto mode. It won't work. And you've got to understand then all of the different settings of the camera so that you can make sure you are getting the shot that you're after while you're shooting. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that answers the question. I hope it's valuable to people. But ultimately, you know, you just got to master manual. Not so that you use it all the time, because sometimes auto is a great way to make it so that you, you get the shots and you don't have to worry so much about the settings from shot to shot. And you're missing things because you're so worried about the settings. So the sometimes semi-auto or even full auto, if you're in the event, like I said, don't be afraid. It's okay. Get the shots or take the pictures. The worst shot is the one not taken. <laughs> so, so get out there and shoot learn, develop, but uh, yeah, understanding how to use manual. It's not, I don't know, maybe some people it's, it's an ego thing where they're like, Oh, I'm always manual mode, but <laughs> I'd suggest you at least you need to learn so that you know, and are comfortable putting in manual mode and can dial in those settings. All right, that's it. That's the tip. Be sure to stay tuned to Photo Taco for other great photo tips from me and all the podcasters on the Improved Photography Network. We have some great ones coming up from the other hosts. You can also follow us on the on Twitter, at Photo Taco out there. I provide extra tips throughout the week that aren't on the site. They're not on the podcast. They're just on the Twitter account. So check that out. Follow the account. You can even suggest topics for the show. And be sure to visit improvephotography.com. Got great stuff going on there all the time. Got new articles coming regularly with news and gear and photo tip articles explaining functions and features of the camera a lot. There's a ton of information out there that can really help you get going and improve your photography. Improvephotography.com is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!